0: Hello, my friends. It's uh, September 9th, so we're in the month of Elul, which is a very significant month. In the Hebrew um, language, the meaning of Elul means to the Jewish people return. To repentance and Alu is just before the feast of trumpets so we're to return to repentance to look to God and we're seeing that somewhat return to God that a lot of people are coming to God and returning to Him at this time. And He often uses uh, situations and circumstances to bring us to that point. And so I wanted to read something Jonathan Kahn wrote which I thought was very good and it actually is for Today, it's in his uh, devotional little uh, thing he puts out. And it says the... It's about the gardener. Adam first appeared in this world as a gardener. He was placed by God in the garden to bring forth life from the garden. Then the fall came. Man was expelled from the garden. He lost the garden and his place as the gardener. When Messiah first appeared after the resurrection, Miriam and Mary took him to be a gardener when they saw him. Messiah, in his first appearance after rising, in his breaking of the curse and the fall and the vanished 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 uh, banishing of sin, taking away the sin, appeared as a gardener outside the garden tomb. So what's the mystery here? The gardener is one who brings life. God is the one who brings life. Sin brings death. When Messiah ended sin, he brought life again. So God is the gardener who now brings new life, that we might be born again, and if you're born again, then you are also a gardener. You have a new purpose in this world, to bring life in every situation. Bring life to your family, home, workplace, town, or world. Spread the gospel and bring life, because you too are now a God's gardener. So, it goes along with Romans five seventeen. Live today as a gardener. Seek to sow the seeds of life, the word and his love into every situation. So, I thought that was a very good start for today's thing because my message goes along with it. That were to sow life. So, all the um, spirits of God sow righteousness, so kindness, so love, joy, peace, you know, everything that He gives us as gifts of His Spirit. So, today that actually did happen. In my morning uh, routine and it is basically bring life to your family and I have a son that is in his late 30s and he called me this morning and he asked me for prayer for his car because he was outside looking at it and it wouldn't start for him to go to work. So he reached out to me and called me and asked me to pray. So I said, okay. And as he was standing there talking to me on the phone, he was, he told me what he had been doing, that he put the cables, you know, clean from any corrosion. And he put the battery charger on the battery and, you know, he, he went through the steps of what he was doing. And then And then out of that, I could tell he was frustrated and rightly so. He's trying to go to work and his car won't start and he can't figure it out. So I'm just kind of like going along with him and, and, um, you know, lifting it up in silent as I'm listening to him. And, um, and then he starts talking about, well, you could call your family and maybe we could get a loan and get another new car. I'm tired of this, you know. So the frustration was certainly, certainly there. And I said, well, I'll just have to pray about it, you know. And he got all out of of shape uh, with me and just lashed out and said, you always have to pray about it. And just poo <laughs> hooed the whole thing whole situation and just got all over me and said you don't have anything to worry about so the uh, accusatory stuff came and and I thought okay he let frustration in he he let it in by you know and so I, I was quiet and I said gee okay that, that, that sounds, uh, like you're poo prayer here, and, um, you know, he kind of calmed down, and I guess he was looking about the car, and then he found that the brake lights had been on all night, apparently they somehow got stuck or something, and And so that's what drained the battery. So we went in and he unlatched the brakes and got the lights off. And so, um, and just a few minutes after that, he tried to start the car and he started the car and it was going and he's still on the phone with me and he tells me how I started the car. And I said, Good that's wonderful. I said, that's really wonderful. I said, problem solved for now. And, um, so he went off to work. And so I wrote him a nice little message, you know, on his messenger and and told him, you called me for prayer, reaching out to me as, as we should, as believers if two or more come together in prayer, you know, in the midst of it, it the problem will will be answered. So, um, that's what he was doing. And I told him, I said, you reached out to me in prayer so that I could come in and pray with you over the situation. When you do that, you're automatically allowing God in and he's, he's there in the midst of it because He tells us he's going to be in the midst of our trouble. When we call on him, Psalms 91, when we call on his name, he is there. So that had already been done. So in the midst of it, he was showing Evan what the problem was because he didn't know what the problem was. So he found the problem and then he was able to start the car so he did all the preliminary steps beforehand he did the cable cleansing and the get a, all the corrosion off and put it on the battery charger and you know he did all that prior to calling me and then he called me so it was automatically in that instant lifted up in prayer because he asked for prayer with me so He's not knowing anything of this because he's thinking about a situation and he's getting frustrated and out of his frustration, he came at me (laughs) or he allowed the enemy in and the enemy came at me saying, you know, what good is your prayer? You know, you always have to pray about things. Well, yes, I do. I don't want to go ahead of God. I really just don't want to make the step ahead of God in my own strength. It usually doesn't work out. So God usually, in the midst of things, will show you if you allow him to work. If you allow him and not let all this other stuff in. And I, I told him, I said, you know, you can't poo-hoo prayer. You can't... P- You're asking for it, and then you're putting it down because you're not getting the answer you want from me. And then he made a comment that you don't have anything to worry about. Well, yes, I do. I have lots to worry about, but why? Why would I go there? I've done that enough in my life, and it's never worked. So why do I want to put energy into it? into something that isn't going to work. So I try not to get worried about anything or frustrated about anything. I lift it up in prayer immediately. And immediately God's there. And immediately I ask for Him to show me. And usually something comes out of it. Maybe not that day, but it does have a solution and an answer. So, you know, we have to work in God's timing. So the title of my little example here is Tornado Bride. Sometimes we are in a tornado, but we have to remember that we're the bride of Christ and that he lifts us up in the midst of whatever tornado we're in. And if we're on his wind, we're going to be protected and safe because he's with us in the midst of that trouble. And I got a woman in California that gave me a picture that she painted before I came to Oklahoma. And she gave it to me, and it's called The Tornado Bride. And it's actually a very colorful, bright, pastel picture of a tornado. And in the midst of that swirling, out comes a rose. And I have kept it while I'm here because the Lord sent me here. So he's going to protect me. Because a lot of people thought in California, if you going to Oklahoma, you know, where there's tornadoes. Well, I said, yeah, but if he sends me there, then he's going to protect me. And California has earthquakes. <laughs> so what does it matter? Earthquakes, tornadoes, hurricanes, you know, Whatever, you know, you're going to meet with something. And I frankly rather have the warning of a tornado and take precautions than not to have anything with an earthquake. They just happen (laughs) and you don't have any time, any warning. And so, you know, earthquakes happen all over. East, Central, West. It happens all over the country. So California is a little more vulnerable (laughs) than most. But, um, so in the midst of your tornado, if you're reaching out to the Lord, don't take it back in frustration. You know, don't, don't get the enemy in there. Because God's working in the midst of your trouble. And what a a timely thing now to be, you know, shown that. Because we can be swept up away in many things right now that are swirling all around us that can drain our energy And it depends on which way you want to be propelled. Do you want to be propelled in that enemy camp that's swirling negativity, frustration, anger, all that? Or do you want to be propelled forth into the kingdom with God? So in that moving, we have to act appropriately. Just like Acts, the book of Acts, It propels you to act. And so if you read the book of Acts, it talks about the body of Christ and how it should be acting with the will of God upon this earth. Like the early church did. The early believers. So, in the midst of my mourning with my son, it was reflected back to him and he apologized and realized what had happened and no condemnation because we can all get there. We can all go that way at times and I've found probably myself in many ways go that way. But if we can kind of take a look at the situation and not go that way, that's even better. So depends on what kind of swirling you want, what kind of energy you want. Do you want the good energy that that's protective and helps you solve the situation? Or do you want the frustration and the negativity and the anger to just propel you into something else? And we have to really think about it in being the bride we can use that good energy and use that in a tornado force with his wind for the good or we can allow the enemy with the negativity in the opposite aspect so it was a good example this morning even for me because In our human aspect that we have, we can get caught up in all kinds of negativity and frustration. But we have to rise up above that as the body of Christ, as the believers in Christ. That's what he's asking us to do. And we don't have to do it in our own strength. We can ask him to come in and be there. And then it becomes his strength, not yours. Because you've asked him in. And his force is greater than any force that we could even imagine. So, I hope this gives you an idea of even my last podcast. If we pray we pray as the Bride of Christ boy what tornado power of wind we could have go forth and I just ask you to ponder that and think on it and really begin to believe where you want to be where do you want to be in your own strength or in the Lord's strength So, I'll say adieu and God bless you. May the Lord keep you. And be looking for The Awakening 2 on it's either going to be on YouTube or Facebook with Radiant Israel on the 19th of September It's during the Feast of Trumpets and it's just going to be a good good gathering to be connected to in the force of the Spirit and Central Standard Time is 11 o'clock that morning so adjust it you know either way east coast west coast so it's 2 hours either way so um looking forward to that and hope you join in with that and god bless and may god be with you